Alternative Radio. JD Show. The future of finance is here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bringing you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance and the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Warriors, rise. Grand rising warriors. Well, I think it's evening where you're at right now, right? You're somewhere else in the world. It's what time is it? 6 p.m. Holy cow. Where are you allowed to disclose where you're located in the world? I right can now? disclose, my friend. I am here in one of my favorite parts of the world. I am in Eastern Europe in Poland. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we're going to dive into that today. So if you're listening on the podcast, you're listening on YouTube, we want to welcome you. This is want to be very clear. Anything we're talking about is not financial advice. We're not financial advisors. We're both just documenting our journey from across the world into this quantum financial system. I think we can all agree that every single time we come on this channel on Monday, something has changed in the world and it is becoming more and more apparent that the great financial reset is here. So we're going to talk about real estate today. We're going to talk about global economic collapse. Basically, everybody's talking about it now. So it used to be, oh, America's in trouble. Maybe it's China in trouble. Maybe it's Poland in trouble. But now it's a global recession happening lockstep interest rates going up inflation is through the roof they're trying to cool inflation and what that's doing it's hurting the normal everyday people so what we're here to do is just to give you information to make informed decisions ken coming from being free since i think high school has been unindoctrinated and here i am being unindoctrinated about five years ago and truly unindoctrinated about three years ago when i lost all my money for the third time in my living history, and I finally got my shit together and really understood how money works. So uh, first, if you're listening on the uh, YouTube, please feel free. This is completely live. A lot of people ask, is this live? Absolutely. You can ask any question you would like. Just be kind. Uh, say what you mean. Just try not to say it mean. We'll light, love, and positivity. We're going to share as much information as we can. Um, and today, there's some requests for us to talk about the real estate market. We'll dive into that. And I'll show some news, some facts, figures, numbers, logic. Ken jumps into the charts sometimes. But first of all, Ken, what are you doing in Poland? I know you were in the, the, the was it Dubai, the the, what do you call it? The business factory, the the billion dollar factory, well, the deal making factory with the billion dollar view. Yes, and yes. Some, some, it didn't last too long. It was there for like three weeks. But sometimes being in the desert and in that heat, I need to come away and get a little bit of nature. So I was very mm-hmm. happy to make this trip over to Poland. Um, and I'm actually here on an acquire five, acquire up five mission, where we are buying up apartment blocks and apartments and turning them into NFTs. So it's interesting that you bring the uh, real estate narrative up because, mm. yeah, I still believe that real estate is going to reset um, up to 30%. But wow. if you're buying for the long term, then that's not something that you really need to worry about too much. Um, not investment advice, but what I am doing here specifically in Poland is I'm looking for blocks of apartments that we can then tokenize, turn into NFTs so that our investors can click into our platform click a couple of buttons, and then invest in a fractionalized part of that asset so they can buy some of that apartment, and then they, they can receive a comparable amount of rental income back for that particular unit. So you will be able to invest in lots of different pieces of real estate and receive your comparable uh, percentage of rental yield back through the blockchain. Uh, so it's a, or completely revolutionizing the way that you invest. Um mm. And also looking at farmland, a little bit of a stumbling block here in Poland because um, there is a stipulation that I would need to have gone to university and had a farmer's uh, indoctrination certificate. Mm. Um, So that's a little bit of a a downer uh, on my trip here, but also looking at woodland as well. So we're just looking at what ways we can navigate around the system because here in uh, Eastern Europe, it's not as clean cut as it is in USA or in the UK, you know, in the UK, you can click a couple of buttons. Within 24 hours, you have a company created on company's right. house. So anybody can create a company for $20. Super easy. But here in Poland, there's a few more pipes of plumbing that yeah. need to be connected together, and you need to navigate around certain different bureaucracies. But that's what makes it fun. And that's why, you know, I'm here in Eastern Europe, because we get more bang for the buck, a little bit more complicated. But that means that our investors can get access to more preferable uh, investments. 
Mm, that, that's so interesting, the fractionalization. I think people, what's beautiful about cryptocurrency and what you guys are doing at Acquirify is allowing normal everyday people to get into these types of investments that they didn't have access to in the past. I mean, people didn't have access to this type of stuff. You know, you wouldn't, like how many people can come up with or under, understand how to come up with money to buy an apartment complex. But if you can get involved in the game, you start getting that investment acumen. You're around other investors. You're inside that frequency and buying that fraction of, of an investment, right? That This has never happened in our living history where the normal everyday people have access to what the 1% of access have had access to the whole time. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. It was interesting. You said, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum, they said, you're going to own nothing and be happy. You said you, it was in Poland that you went in there and you can rent your iPhone now? Yeah, I was just uh, in to uh, get myself a new laptop. I'm like, wow, like here in the Apple store, you can rent your iPhone. Like, why would you want to rent your iPhone? But they're pushing people to the point mm. where, like, they will have no option. If they want to have an iPhone and to afford that iPhone, mm -hmm. they're going to have to rent it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to what uh, Klaus Schwab was saying, that you are going to own nothing and be happy because you know exactly what's happening. Like, this is a planned event. And if you don't think it's a planned event, then uh, I'm not too sure what to say to you at this point. All of the signs are so obviously clear that everything that's happening to us right now has been planned for a very, very long time. And their plan is to completely eliminate the middle class. They want to get rid of you. They want to disempower you. They want you to own mm -hmm. nothing. And they don't really care whether you're happy or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, th like, think about, so we went from hotels to Airbnbs, right? Uh, no, no third party. You went from taxis to Ubers, right? I, I was in a taxi this weekend. I was talking to guys like Uber and, and Lyft to just crush. The guy's been a taxi driver for 23 years. You know, there's no middleman anymore. There's like, it's peer to peer. Everything's going peer to peer. And then you went into the Netflix model, right? Where you used to go buy an actual physical movie and you would own the movie and yeah. And everything now is quantum. Everything's online. You rent everything. You don't own anything. You don't have any physical ownership. And, and I, I really feel and people want us to dive into the real estate market. And I'll show you guys some news here um, in America. And I'll speak from America specifically. Um, I'm not a real estate expert. Just so you guys know, I'm not the person to give real estate advice. I can give you macro and microeconomic advice. That's what I would say. I'm a, a, a self-proclaimed professional in is studying this stuff incessantly. So I'm not a real estate expert, but these are, this is what's happening. Um, and this is news from September 11, 2022, the world's hottest housing market are facing painful reset. And you just talked about that frothy property markets are poised for double digit price declines. Ken was just saying a 30% decline as consumers fate mounting financial pressures. So what's happening in America specifically, I'll speak from America, our interest rates are going through the roof. So I was looking at a property last year, 2,500 a month month, that same payment now with interest rates is $4,000 a month. I mean, who in working class can afford a $4,000 a month payment? The other thing that's happening on the other side is Ken was talking about. So if someone can't afford to buy a house, they have to rent. So there's a renter's market now. So that's supply and demand. Rent prices are going up. And so everybody's moving into this rental society. But think about this. So why is this happening? This is something to think about. We had quantitative easing, massive quantitative easing for 24 months. Now, it's quantitative easing. The printing of money been happening since 1971, but it really turned up during the pandemic in 2020, right? They turned on the printing machine. A lot of people weren't paying attention to this. So from a macro and microeconomic perspective, the feds announced their final purchase of mortgage-backed securities. This was on March 11, 2022. So the, one of the reasons why in America the housing market was skyrocketing, well, there's tons of money was being printed, and the feds were buying a bunch of mortgage-backed securities, pumping up the markets. So now you drop the bottom out from everybody. The normal everyday person can't buy a house, and who's left to buy the properties? Asset managers, large funds. Ken's out there in Poland right now pulling money together to buy a property, but like Robinhood, to help the normal everyday person get into these investment, investments. You have BlackRock, you have these massive hedge fund companies going in and buying up all these properties because a normal person can't afford it. And so from my perspective, and I'll kick it over to Ken, from a macro and microeconomic perspective, I would say housing would have to come down just because people can't afford it. And into cool inflation, what happens is people get let go from their jobs. And so at some point, there's a su supply and demand. There's a whole equilibrium that has to come back where the prices have to come down. A house I was looking at has already gone down 9%. So that's already almost into double digits within like 45 days. And so what do you what do you think is going to happen with the housing market? And remember too, sorry, I mean, before I 
hand it over to you is when something happens in the economy, like these interest rates and things happen, you have like a, um, it's like you drop a, a pebble in a pond and the ripple has to take a while to get to shore. Right. So we, we could be eight to 12 months when you see the actual results of these massive interest rate hikes. So Ken, what do you think is happening with the real estate market? So when I was out viewing the apartment complex, the, uh, the agent said to me, that uh, things have slowed down a lot this year uh, because people are simply not able to get mortgages. The banks have stopped lending here in Poland. Um, so that's where people like, um, where we are cash rich. We can buy up the entire apartment building and then re-rent these units back out. Um, but like we're focusing more on subprime units, not luxury, mm. uh, high-value units because um, I believe that the um, the the market is always going to be there for the subprime stuff, and it's a much lower risk than splurging out on you know expensive penthouses and and very expensive properties. So you know we're going back to basics now and looking at buying up um, you know units that yes they will get hit, but uh, we've already factored that in as a cash buyer. Mm. We're getting incentivized uh, with getting much better deals than what somebody would be if they're going to be getting a mortgage because. The decline rate for the mortgages just now is very, very high. So um, the, the, the typical working class person here has been forced into the situation where they yep. can't get access to um, you know, the property that they would like to buy. And they're getting forced into the corner where the only option is going to be um, through a landlord yep. or through a corporation. Um, so we did see all of the money printing going on uh, over the last couple of years, 40% of US dollars in existing, in existence printed since uh, March 2020. Now, my observation also is if they turn the money printers on and they're saying they're trying to curb inflation, we know that when they turn mon the money printers on, that creates inflation because there's more money in the marketplace. So from my perspective, it looks as if they're trying to create inflation and they're trying to crash the market at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm a little bit confused as to what's happening because a recession is a deflationary event. And that's a good thing. Or a depression is a bigger deflationary event. But if they're trying to put us in, into a deflationary event, then why are they printing money? Um, it's something that I haven't focused too much time in yeah. on exactly why. But to, from my perspective at the moment, it doesn't make much sense why they would be printing more money. Because what they want to be doing is making money more scarce. Right. And when money's more scarce then, you know, people are going to treat money differently and yeah. be more conscious about their spending habits. So, so yeah, I want, to, I want to say something about what you just said about the printing. That's what I was thinking, too, because I want to ask some feedback from you. So like the, the pension fund, like UK pension funds are like right on the edge of collapsing. Right. American pension funds have gone down dramatically. The, the, their overall um, gains. Right. Everybody's collateralized. Everybody's extremely, extremely collateralized. Do you think they're still printing a little bit, trying to, it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul to balance this out as they continue to move, as they move us towards, I know we're, we're going to talk about XRP um, on the channel, but it's like to this on-demand liquidity. And once they get that all set up, they can move money at the speed of light. And when you have money moving at the speed of light, obviously you have liquidity, you can raise more capital and, and they have 2.9 billion people unbanked. What that's going to do is with a central bank digital currency, once they remove cash out of the system, that's 2.9 billion more people's money in the system. And then the, the casino just continues on, right? And so could it be, do you think that they're they're so close to pensions collapsing, the stock market collapse, that they're just trying to keep it going, inching it along, trying to play this, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And then when they're all set, it's just like, poof, let it go and just let it collapse and reset. Well, they were always uh, robbing Peter to pay, to pay Paul because right. the, the monetary system is a Ponzi scheme anyway. The US mm -hmm. dollar is the biggest um, shit coin in existence. It's a Ponzi. It's a massive Ponzi scheme. So I think what you're saying makes sense. Maybe they've turned on the, the money printers just to prop up these pension funds to keep them going. And yeah. I said this from day one when it's 21 years of age that pensions are a scam. Mm -hmm. Why would anybody invest in a pension scheme that they've got absolutely no control over? What you're better doing is taking that money, investing it in an apartment. That was one of the first things that I did. Instead mm. of paying that money to the pension, I took the money. I used that as a deposit to buy an apartment. The apartment was in a 25-year mortgage. And in 25 years, I, I had the capital appreciation. I had the rental difference through the yield that I was re receiving, which was about 8% per month. So that money was now making me money that I was actually receiving. Capital appreciation and then a lump sum 
in 25 years. So I always did say from the very, very beginning that the pensions are one of the biggest scams in history. And that's why they're so heavily regulated and enforced in the UK. Mm. Like heavily, they will actually enroll you without your permission. It's called wow. auto-enrollment in a pension scheme in the UK. And it's actually very difficult to leave that pension scheme unless you've done it, a government-approved pension scheme, unless you do it in time. So, like, why would any – this is brainwashing bullshit, dude. Why anybody would pay, pay money into a pension scheme? Yes, I understand that you get tax incentives, mm-hmm. but you pay a price for these tax incentives. You're far better taking that money and putting it into something that you get full control over, like gold, like mm-hmm. silver, like uh, cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, maybe XRP, whatever it is that you want to invest in, and real estate. Save up that money, pay down the yeah. 5 or 10% deposit, and pay that down on a property that you're going to get rental yield on and capital appreciation over the course of 10, 15, 25 years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what you're saying makes sense. They are probably propping up the last part of the market before everything absolutely implodes. Because as the DXY continues to pump, which is, you know, it had a little bit of a reset down to about 110, 111, but now it's back up at 112, 113. And as soon as we start breaking that 115 level, it's going to be yep. nothing thin air, right the way up to 120. Once we get up to 120, probably another slight reset. But I am pretty certain that the moment that we start rallying up towards 150, it's going to go bang. Yeah, I want to show something real quick. It, it lines 100. I was The reason why I was looking up, I have my, my screens up here. I want to show something. I had it up this morning. Robert Kiyosaki, I was talking about pensions. I want to show you something, exactly what Ken just said. Why he's investing in Bitcoin is because pension funds, hold on, I want to show you this really quickly, that we're doing this live with you guys. It, I was just talking about this, what Robert Kiyosaki was saying. Why? Let's see, Robert Kiyosaki, watch this. It is exactly what you just said, man. Kiyosaki, let's see. Let's see. Oh, here it is right here. Okay, so he says, Robert Kiyosaki explains why he buys Bitcoin, citing pension funds and inflation. So this quote right here, why I buy Bitcoin. Pension funds are the biggest investment business in the world. So listen to what Ken just said, right? 401k is the biggest scam in the world. A pension is the biggest scam in the world. What they're doing is they're taking your money. They're an investment firm. They're taking your money and making money off your money. Once again, just like you put your money in the bank, right? So now you put your hard-earned money in the bank. They lend it out with zero responsibility of holding any of your money. They make money off your money. Then from that paycheck that you're putting in the bank, you take a little percentage, right? Or into your 401k. And then they're taking that. It's just like, it's this cyclic money thing. And so what Robert's saying here is what Ken's saying here is like pension funds are the biggest investment business in the world. So when they start making moves and here's the moves that they're, Oh, I took this stuff down. I'm sorry. But basically what the pension funds are doing now is they're investing in Bitcoin. They're investing in Ethereum. They're starting to, open up the portfolios to Bitcoin. Why do you think they're doing that? Why, they know it's coming. They know what's coming. If they don't make a transition because they're so collateralized to Bitcoin, to Ethereum, and all the rich clients are able to access Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these banks, but the working class is not able to. So as Ken is talking about, it's like these pension funds are now, okay, we're an investment company, so we need to move into where the monetary system is going. Bitcoin, Ethereum, distributed ledger technology, all this stuff. And what's going to happen is, is I believe that, like you said, eventually there's going to stop printing, let everything collapse. They're going to roll us back into some stimulus checks with through uh, central bank digital currency. It'll be one to one at first. And then eventually they'll start to say, well, if you don't put your money in here, it's going to start to decline a little bit if you don't get your fiat currency in there. And their job will be able to get all the unbanked in the system, the 2.9 billion people in the system. And then 10 years from now, everybody will forget about all this. Everything will be rented. You'll be renting your iPhone. You'll be renting, you know, you'll be renting an apartment. You won't have ownership of anything anymore. So when people are like, I'm going to, you know, that's bullshit. You're going to uh, own nothing and rent everything. It, it, it's been from Netflix to Uber to Amazon to renting your iPhone to renting to what's that? Applications, your pay subscriptions to rent everything. Everything. Yep. Everything is a subscription now. So ownership is going to be a novelty item. It's going to be reserved for the ultra wealthy. But here's the thing. You as a normal day, everyday person right now have the opportunity, the 144 people, that's cool, 144,000 in the Bible, 144 people watching this, that's wild, <laughs> are the awakened, that's wild, the awakened few that have that opportunity. You're, you're like 1% of the population, even lower than that, that are awakened to this. And so like 
I'll keep bringing it up, Acquirify, the company that is democratizing the way people invest. There's companies out there like he's going to buy this apartment complex. People can invest in that apartment complex. And so it's really about creating cash flow. So this this is a question that says, um, it kind of, we kind of answered this question, but in, again, not financial advice. We're not financial advisors. If you have 100K liquid, do you hold do you hold to it? What would you do with it currently right now? I personally, if I had that much cash, I'd, I would have it on the sidelines waiting for a big, big collapse. Uh, what would you do, Ken? Yeah, I'd be sitting on the sidelines just now waiting uh, to buy the pain. As the DXY continue to, continues to pump, then the asset valuations will continue to dump. So I would be mm -hmm. sitting there waiting. And in fact, I'd be paying attention to silver. It's very likely we could see silver rallying up to $500 an ounce in the future. So silver is something I'm extremely bullish on because um, I was, it's completely undervalued at this moment in time. And also, a lot of the bullion dealers are selling silver at a premium. So it is actually very hard to get because people know what's coming. Mm. Um, but certainly, I would be waiting uh, to buy the dip. diversifying, of course, you buy, uh, you know, acquire five, for example, would allow you to buy some apartment buildings, invest in maybe some companies, um, and buy fractionalized NFT gold and silver. There, so there's actually so much that you can do with it, but the best thing that you can do with it is to sit there, wait for the collapse to happen. I was sitting measuring up the SP 500, looking at the Schmitter cycle, and you know, everything is there in the charts showing that we are due a very, very big crash. Yeah. So I would be sitting patiently waiting for that to happen and then buying strategically once that happens, not investment advice. I just want to say as well that uh, if you are still in that mindset uh, of working for money, then this is the biggest lie that you were ever told. Yeah. The worst thing that you can do is work for money. You want to be working for assets. And remember that a rich person's assets is a poor person's liabilities. So yeah. that mindset and that bullshit that they've been teaching us all of these years to, to, to work for money and to save that money is the biggest lie. Putting that money aside for your children, that money is going to be worth absolutely nothing by the time that your, your kids are grown up. You know, instead of working for money and then putting money aside for your children, why don't you buy your children a couple of silver coins per week? Buy them a tube of silver coins every month. So thinking of what money is, God's money is silver and gold. The people's money is Bitcoin. I sound a little bit like Robert Kiyosaki here, but he's mm -hmm. absolutely right. Everything that he's saying, you start, you need to now think in a completely different way and now become your own central bank. The I, I think anybody in this day and age who trusts the banks is absolutely mad. And, uh, you know, I've logged in myself to a few of banks and I've seen this, uh, oh, okay. Contact, contact customer services, can't get access mm -hmm. to my account. We all know what's, what happens there. They make it very difficult for you to access your money when the matrix decides to switch off your bank account and take away your supply, mm -hmm. then they push a button and it happens. And they don't yep. care if you can't travel from A to B if you can't, you can't feed yourself. Like you, you've got to be very well diversified, be very well, uh, sorry, have a very clearly defined strategy of how you're going to be placing your money, how, yeah. you know, and access to that capital. Having a, if you if you get that 100k sitting in the bank, I don't think that's a good idea because if the matrix decides to switch off that 100k, then that's it. You don't have access to it. So mm -hmm. having cash on the side is good. Having gold and silver on the side is good. And maybe taking that 100k and putting it into different bank accounts. I want to ask you guys a question that are listening to the mm -hmm. live stream now. If you had that 100k, what would mm -hmm. you? that 100k in right now what would you do with that one hundred thousand dollars if that was yours right now great question and we'll dive into some of those answers so this is what ken was talking about like there's a cash flow quadrant the four four ways to produce income right you have an employee you have a job if you're an employee you want to get across the quadrants both employee and self-employed you basically are bound by time right then you have business owner where you own a system or process and you have an investor you own investments so what you want to do is you want to get yourself on the right side of the quadrant, be a business owner that owns a system that has freedom and not bound by time. And as you're a business owner with your profits, you want to start to invest, right? So what a lot of people do is they leave their companies to become self-employed and they just buy another job. 
So when you're bound by time, you know, you see Ken every single week. It's so cool, man. I was just traveling too. It's like, that's freedom to me. Like what country are you in now? You know, it's like, it's a cool thing to say to somebody because he is on the right side of the cash flow quadrant, right? He is not bound by time. He doesn't have a boss, nor do I, right? So I went from employee having a job. I moved into self-employed and I was still indoctrinated. And three years ago when I lost everything, I was like, wait a minute. So I moved into business owner. I created a system and processes duplicatable that is scalable. And now I can travel all over the world. And during that time through Wise Counsel, I became an investor. So I have equity in multiple companies. I have my crypto, my leveraged life insurance. So now I'm on the right side of the cash flow quadrant. So all of you guys want to get over to the right side. So it kind of goes into the question that was asking, um, if you were to buy a franchise, Ken, what type of franchise would you buy or would you buy a franchise? Um, the answer is that I wouldn't buy a franchise for many different reasons. I was uh, recently trying to buy some franchises with some of my students, but I did advise them that it was going to be difficult. Um, at the end of the day, you're, um, you've got to answer to the franchise owner. They've got jurisdiction over you. You've got to, uh, you've got to give some of your profits every single month to the franchisee. Franchisor, franchisor. Mm, okay, okay. Yep. Um, but I'm just not a fan. Like it'd probably be McDonald's. If I had to buy a franchise, mm, it would probably yeah. be McDonald's. Okay. But um, like, why would you buy a franchise if you could buy a business which has stood the test of time, been there for 20, 30 years, that you have a hundred percent control over the cash flows of? And uh, you know, for me, I'm a massive fan. Lover of buying businesses, especially with zero cash. Every single acquisition that I've done to date with my students is zero cash. We bought uh, 10 mm -hmm. companies so far this year with no money down. And uh, and that's the way to do it. Not even one of these businesses are a franchise. So I think you should maybe uh, uh, you know revisit mm -hmm. that thought. Uh, take a look on bizbysell.com, businessesforsale.com if you want to go down the broker route. And just uh, take a look and see what's out there in the open market and look at businesses that are 20, 30 years of age. You've got no, no reason to buy a franchise unless you've got a million dollars in the bank. And then they would say, OK, yeah. so go ahead, contact McDonald's. And that's going to and if they can give you a good site, a good location, then that's going to be a, a very good start for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's key about what Ken just talked. He brought up McDonald's, his entrepreneur mind and his wealth mind is McDonald's is in the real estate business. Like that's they're they're in the you know, it's like their their locations are all based on real estate. You know, they're not they're not they're not selling hamburgers or selling real estate. And so you just like you said, based on location. So that's like Scientology. Scientology is a massive real estate company that pays mm. zero tax. Wow. I better be Wonder. careful what I'm saying in case I get the Scientology army coming after me. There's a great <laughs> movie that you guys should watch documentary. It's called Going Clear. And if you want to understand and learn about Scientology, which is absolutely fascinating, then watch and download Going Clear. Yeah, so I need to be careful in case the Scientology police come after me here. Um, and there's a great book that uh, the founder of Scientology wrote. His name is uh, L. L. Ron Hubbard. It's called yeah. Dianetics. Mm. The guy's got a fantastic mind. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, guys, let, let, let's uh, revisit the Scientology thing next week. And I'd love some of you guys to watch Going Clear and share with me exactly what your thoughts are wow. uh, on the biggest uh, real estate business in the world, which pays wow. zero tax. It's amazing. Slapping or was it slapping to a slim gym? All right. Let's see. Uh, much love, much love. Pensions. Pensions are screwed. Um, let's see. Our, and we're back. Love you guys. BlackRock. Let's see. What is this? Uh, BlackRock states suing what? states suing BlackRock to retain control. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> BlackRock is basically I was telling you guys, Larry Fink and, and Jamie Dimon, they are they run the president. I heard XRP price is going to be set, not predicted, but set. Could happen overnight. Who knows? Who knows? It's, I, not I must say that the XRP chart is looking extremely bullish, even given the fact that it's probably like 40 or 50 percent, mm. 40 percent over the last month. Mm -hmm. But like from my uh, recent charting, like it looks as if it's primed for 70 cents before we have a slight correction, but I've got no idea. I don't know much about XRP, so I'll put my hands up right here. But from the chart, like mm -hmm. if you haven't seen a bullish chart, then the XRP chart certainly says the words, I am bullish. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, Ken is going to have me on his channel to talk about XRP. So the reason why I know so much about XRP is I'm an ex-banker. I scaled banks. I went through a CBA executive banking school. I know the infrastructure, the banking system. I understand liquidity, capital, capital reserves, how, how they have to balance all that stuff. Banks are fucked. They're screwed. That's why they went down to zero 
of fractional reserves. They went down to 0% of your money has to be held in the account in a transactory account or transitory account. They have to hold 0% of your money now because they needed the liquidity during the crisis. So when you put 10 bucks in, they can lend out all of your 10 bucks, right? And so they can lend that nine times over. So what's happening is banks are in a massive liquidity crisis. Anybody in the financial space, that's what happened to all these cryptocurrency exchanges. What the system waited tells till they were all over leveraged and then boom, they collapsed the markets. And what was left is the people that were collateralized or people that were properly collateralized, I guess, probably Bitcoin, Ethereum, and had cash on reserves, right? They're able to survive. And now they're going to crush a lot of the exchanges, a lot of cryptocurrencies with regulation. XRP, it's it's one of the chosen ones in the system. And those ISO 20, 2002, 2022, whatever you want to call it, the... Um, the certified cryptos or uh, compliant cryptos, they're all going to be part of the new messaging system. SWIFT is part of the new message. It, it's, it's all part of the system. SWIFT, XLM, XRP, you got um, Algorand, uh, R3 with Wells Fargo, Bank of America's with Ripple, JPM has their own coin. Look up Onyx. So they've been in the system for a very, very long time. Um, so we just talked about that. Um, let's see. I, I took the woke to Poland, the Wook. What's that? Wook. What the Wook. Fuck is Wook. <laughs> I'm learning this week how uh, not to treat the future employees versus how I. Okay, I'm learning this week how I am not going to treat future employees versus how. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, always, always grow. Robert Kiyosaki is everywhere these days. Hell yeah, because he predicted the future, man. Great comment, man. Like that dude. The dude's been talking. They thought they thought he was talking madness. He was writing his book about the pension uh, fraud and scams and uh, everything he has said has come true. Uh, the Belt Road is going to hurt Americans and the U.S. currency is going to be trash. Um, well, the U.S. currency dominates everything. Basically, they make moves. Interest rates go up. They, they F the other economies. Um, it's just going to be a new monetary system. Not right so, by the way that that system works. Why should the U.S. dollar have uh, <laughs> jurisdiction over other countries? Crazy. Like, you can see how all of the dots come together. So somebody's deliberately put that system together mm -hmm. so that they can control the global economy through one currency. Yep. It's a complete 100%. fraud. And the best yep. thing you can do is get away, you know, take the money and then strategically invest that money, not financial advice, mm -hmm. into things that you can control, like gold and silver. They don't want you to buy gold and silver. They want you to stack the dollars in your bank for whatever interest rate that they're offering you. Like mm -hmm. they want complete control over you guys. They yeah. want you to be poor. Yep. And then the, again, I'll keep bringing it up. 2.9 billion people are not banked. And they they say it's all about financial inclusion, right? They want them dollars in the bank. Let's see. This is why I don't listen to anyone or even follow family. They will all thank me later. Yep. Uh, PayPal. Oh yeah, I've been hearing a lot of crazy thousand dollars that they can find you. Yeah, for, is that true? For misinformation. So, so since when did the PayPal become the police? Yeah, that's so. That's true. That's not like a rumor. That so they can find you based on your uh, what misinformation? Misinformation. <sighs> Basically, if you were if you were um, taking part in something which is not as per the official narrative, then they can find you. It's a disgusting company. Anyway, I hate PayPal, wow. and I'm going to put it right out there. Like I've, not, I've, I've stopped using PayPal a long time ago. I, I just don't think they're an ethical company at mm. all. Um, they don't make me feel comfortable whatsoever, whatsoever. So I will never ever use PayPal. Wow. Yeah. I did, I don't we don't use them either. It's like what it, interesting, man. God, that holy shit. I thought that was like a rumor. Uh, ultra wealthy or just awake? Uh, is that a question? You can be ultra wealthy and awake and whatever you want. Uh, think hard assets. Yep. Let's see. Real estate, real estate, real estate is the answer, Colin says. Um, let's see. Real estate has always been the answer. And that's one thing I'll be honest with you guys. I have not jumped into real estate. I've owned homes, homes, but I'm getting in the real estate game. That is something I'm going to learn. Do you see crypto going down with the collapse before it takes off? Ken, what's your opinion on that? Do you see crypto going down with the collapse? Yeah, you know, it is possible that 17,500 could have been the bottom for Bitcoin. And the longer that it consolidates in that area, then the more likely a retest of 17,500, a double bottom is going to be. So 
unless we get a major black swan sometime soon, mm-hmm. then 17.5k was the bottom. But uh, okay. you know, Bitcoin is at a 300%, um, is that what it is? 300% uh, mm-hmm. discount from what it was uh, yeah. you know, six months ago. So, like anywhere, like my buy zone is anywhere between 14k and 25k. So, like, I am, I've got buy orders in at 19k, 18,600. So, I hope they get filled. Mm-hmm. But, like, right now, um, well, I was looking at the charts yesterday and it looks as if we could be gearing up for um, an early bull market. Like this wow. is very possible. Like the next Bitcoin happening might happen a lot sooner than expected. Really? It could happen sooner, dude. Holy we cow. We could be back to these 10 second block times very soon. Wow. That w- Okay, so this is interesting. So the, he said US currency is right behind oil, but OPEC, yeah, they've had the... Um... Oh my God, why the, zero carbon just popped in my head, which is a new narrative, right? So it's all lockstep. Uh, the Saudis, the um, petrodollar, the petrodollar, right? So I think the petrodollar was in 19, was it? Because we detached from the gold standard in 1971. Was it petrodollar in 45? I can't remember what year it was. I think I'm way off on my year, but what was that? Was it f- I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, but basically what they did is, so this is where the dominance from the American dollar came from. So they knew when they detached from the gold standard that all oil would be traded in dollars, right? And it was a it was for protection, right? So the American would protect, I think the Saudis, if I'm if I'm saying this incorrectly, please correct me in here. But it basically, every all oil would be traded in American dollars, which kept the strength of the American dollar. Then they detached from the gold standard by design to be able to print money into oblivion, uh, knowing probably this moment was coming. And so with zero carbon coming, that's going to change this whole narrative here. You had the Pope, you had Larry Fink, they're meeting with top people in companies and saying, you're moving to zero carbon. You're, they're not going to get their funding if they don't have carbon credits. I know, Ken, you were talking about carbon credits recently. Um, if you're not a big company and you're not moving towards carbon credits, zero carbon, you're not going to get your funding in the future. <clears throat> long-term mindset yeah ken was talking about that too that's exactly what he said real estate is n- is not great now unless it's a long-term mindset quick moving assets then buy real estate after the drop great great comments guys i got silver from my dad's b-day oh that's awesome that's Very awesome nice. I, I did that too that's cool man my pops was really cool it was kind of cool to see him open it it was the, two years ago a year ago and just to see him hold it and it was like it was really neat these little silver coins and uh, the interest rates are still cheaper than inflation rate. Absolutely. So still saving money from that obvious point. It's a good point, man. I like that. Colin's putting in some fire here. Agreed. Real estate is not short term. Yep. Uh, neither is our lives. Amen. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, the Belt Road will put 80% of the world's population to. Oh, the Belt and Road. Is that the um, Silk Road? Is that is that what that is? Um, I don't know much about that. So business and gold. I agree with that. Um, though I don't have gold, I have silver. <clears throat> I need to get into gold, precious metals, XRP business. Boom. Oliver, my kind of man, uh, down payments on rental properties. Speaking truth, XRP, XLM for the hundred K. <laughs> okay, here we go. Some people are diving into Ken's question. XRP. This is not financial advice. This is from the community. XLM, uh, vet V chain, XRP, hundred K. I wouldn't disagree with that. Have a moon bag for buying a dip in silver. Just so you guys know, too, I, I've been sharing openly. If Bitcoin drops in between 10 and 14, I will be buying Bitcoin. I'm an Ethereum guy. Uh, apartment complex for my 100K. Smart man. Short-term rentals are the best ROI than anything if available in your city. Thank you, Colin. Absolutely. For the, yeah. It's one of the strategies that we execute upon. The short-term rentals give you much more control over your property, and you can absolutely maximize the rental yield you receive in comparison mm. to long-term rentals. So that means you can get the property out in booking.com, TripAdvisor, plug it into a channel manager and have it out across 200 OTAs. That's online travel wow. agents. You, you, you uh, have your diary in front of you, computerized diary. You push uh, some numbers. So let's say I want to sell that room or that apartment for £200 a night. That will automatically aggregate across, say, 200 online travel agents. Wow. And you can get massive exposure um, through a very nice software by leveraging a short-term rental strategy, um, which is my preference over long-term because, of course, you get much more control over that property of the risk of somebody squatting, mm-hmm. and you know you get that property back once that uh, short-term rental uh, term um, you know expires, which is usually one day to one week. So, yeah, it's a good, good point. Awesome. 
All right, here's a bit. So we'll read these comments. There's a lot of great, great question, by the way, Ken. So there was about the 100K. So remember, it's not financial advice. Comments from the group. We're here to grow and learn together. 100K for us would go to farmland. Sale near me. I have experience raising cows. Limit orders for XRP, QNT, HBAR, precious metals, and Templex near us to rent out. Gold, silver, uh, selling canned food for resale. Have no debt. Assets overall. Pay in full payments. 100K, crypto, gold, silver, land, 100K, 33% assets, 33 gold and silver, 33 cash. I like that number. 33 very is very good number. <laughs> crypto richer, 30% XRP, HBAR, 10%, silver, 10%, 50% cash, waiting waiting More for ca time. crash. Yeah. Sorry. Love this. Um, I'd buy land next to Bill Gates. <laughs> In the CCP, smart man. Invest the crypto when it dips more and buy some gold and silver. I can't wait for crypto to dip. 100K uh, created a wait, 100K created dollar cost averaging plan in the five top cryptos you research when the dips by the dip don't trip. Um, if you can buy land in full, if not, no. Hold assets for resale and sell for liquid to buy after real estate pops. Let's see. If everything goes to, if everything is going to crash, shouldn't everyone wait to buy real estate? Uh, I think it goes back to the long-term conversation, right? So if you're in it for the long-term, just buy it. If you're in it for, you know, if you're in it for a, a flip or trying to make it an investment or trying to make quick money off it, you probably should wait till it collapses. Or maybe you're, you know, you have patience and you're going to buy your dream home. Um, I would wait maybe. So <clears throat> let's see. I have, um, I have moved from employment to self-employment, then jumped into investing, and now I'm working on business. My brain works backwards. Me too, Craig. Yes, <laughs> I've been same as me. My brain literally works backwards, which is completely yep. weird. You're not alone. One hundred percent. Yeah, I have dyslexia. My brain. I always tell people my brain works backwards, completely weird. backwards. Yeah, um, weird. And we all attract each other, which is kind of cool. Just be careful with property due to government can confiscate it. Interesting, especially within socialism, communism. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I you know, that can happen. Anything's possible. But just, you know, focus on what companies, not, not, not ever anything in your own private name. So always through a special purpose vehicle. Yeah. Somebody's pounding on the door here. Uh, they're killing the fiat so you cannot stay liquid. Boom. We got XRP. Um, is there anything I can roll out of an IRA into without paying taxes? I don't think so. Sorry, I put this up here. I, I'm not a tax expert, but I don't think so. Um, I would I would reach out to iTrust Capital. Uh, they're pretty powerful in the ecosystem. iTrust Capital, they'd probably be the best people to reach out to. Is there anything I can roll out of an IRA without paying taxes? A lot of people ask me about leveraged life insurance. No, you can't do that. Um, you'd have to take the tax hit. So I would reach out to uh, I Trust Capital. Um, I have no affiliation with them, by the way. I see the 0.72. I'll be pulling half out, then buying back in. XRP, yes. I'm seeing 0.70 yeah. as the local top for XRP. It's like pumped massively. That's going to be mm -hmm. like 100x. I said 100% increase in mm -hmm. the space of two months when that happens. Amazing. So I will be selling at 70, 72 cents as well. Awesome. Uh, number 45, um, number 45 comment. Love you. Uh, I would invest in properties, commodities, crypto, get it. CJV. Love you, brother. Best host in the world. Abs. Um, if pensions are screwed, what can we do if we have a pension? Um, yeah. If you can get your money out, I don't know if you can uh, financial advice, but I don't know how, I don't know how pensions. Work. Your money's in jail. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what they're famous for doing is locking your money up. Yeah. The only good thing. Is this right here around the pension part? Is that, oh, is it up there? Okay, so it says right here. Um, damn, I'm sorry, guys. I had it all ready to go this morning. Uh, where's it at here? 40%. So these are all the declines, but they were saying 94% of 94% of pension funds, state owned pension funds, um, were saying that they are invested in cryptocurrency now. So that tells you where the system's going. And as Robert Kiyosaki said, they are the top investment firms in the world. That's why he's buying Bitcoin. So let's see. Real estate is taxable. Land is not. Fixing, um, fixing you political status. Fixing you political status and citizen and sovereign. Self-governing is the only answer to be king. Um, let's see. Are government pensions screwed? 
well, they're getting into crypto, so they're going to do everything they can to protect it. Because like Robert Kiyosaki said, they are the biggest investment companies in the world. So they're here to make money off of your money, off your hard-earned labor. McDonald franchises over a million. Correct. Um, over a million? Um, it's somewhere a million, um, unless that's changed anytime soon. No. Dick? Dick? Dictation, dictation, dictation is everything. I'm sorry. Diction. I'm sorry, my dyslexia. I don't know if that means. Uh, what's your opinion on fossil fuel? Are we going full electric? What about truckers delivering? Oh, I got a good answer for this. With that being electric too, are we going to be forced to electric cars? What's going to happen? Okay, so I'll share my opinion and maybe Ken around the world, you can see what's happening. So what we do know is in California, based on news, I don't know what news you can believe, but uh, most commercial trucks, I think by 2025, I think it is have to be electric. The Dallas Fed is working on um, having autonomous trucks in the southern part of the states in, in America um, and in the northern part where it's icy roads, which there'll be truckers, right? Obviously physical truckers, but they're working to autonomize everything to include all trucking. Um, don't quote me on all trucking, but most trucking. And they're also zoning for drone drop-offs. So that's in the Dallas Fed. So they're giving uh, preferential or or I don't know if you say bone, whatever it is. So when they're building a new building, they're asking them to zone for... Um, for zone drop-offs. So in with the World Economic Forum, zero carbon by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. It's all in alignment, right? So do I think electric cars, like I have a, uh, a gas um, a muscle car. I'm keeping that thing forever. I'm not selling that thing. That thing is like going to be a classic. The engine is badass. It's it's, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm keeping that thing because I, I think eventually we're going to be going all electric. What do you think? Yeah, so in terms of the fossil fuels, um, as soon as I seen that uh, things were changing, first thing that I did, well, I was seriously pissed off because I'm a petrol head. Me I too. Thought, well, I want to buy myself a Harley Davidson. So two and a half years ago, 2020, I bought myself a Harley Davidson, which, by the way, I will never, ever sell. Mm. Uh, it's one of my childhood dream bikes from the Terminator. So I will That's keep that bike yeah. forever. You know, 1950s technology. Um, so basically, if you want to buy that car, you want to buy that car, you, you need to buy it now before these things become a thing of the past. First thing I, I did was, I'm going to buy a Ferrari F12, V12 mm. engine, because they're killing the V12s. Yep. So I got myself a, a V12, a Ferrari F12, which, uh, again, I, I just want to enjoy these engines that play these harmonic sounds while I can. So I just can't picture myself in an electric car having fun around the racetrack. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, so, so that's all my head is saying, like, I want to have as much fun as I can, buy that two-stroke motorbike, buy that Porsche GT3 RS. And like the next Porsche GT3 RS is not going to be the same Porsche GT3 RS no. that they've just released. Now it's going to be a V8 or turbocharged or, or something mm -hmm. like, um, I don't know, man. It's uh, Things are not going to be as fun as what they are now. No, they're um, not. The, and the thing is, dude, like it's uh, all of the energy crisis is causing these cars to be super expensive to charge them up. Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't get it. They're, like they're trying to cancel the uh, the petrol engines, putting this, the price of fuel through the roof, but then they're putting the price of energy through the roof to charge the cars that they're trying to push this green agenda. It's a no wonder people said they're screwed. And, yeah. uh, you know, the uh, I think we, we should be paying more attention to mental health because they're really fucking with people, man. They're really oh. fucking with people now. It's bad, man. That's why I keep telling people. And because of this stuff, you're right. My son the other day said, uh, McDonald's is disgusting, dad. I was a good boy. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> but as my shaman says too in Peru, he goes, man, McDonald's cheeseburgers taste good. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. He goes, when I go to the States, man, I love McDonald's cheeseburgers. Everything in moderation. But my son was like, it's funny. Yeah, McDonald's is nasty. Uh, it's all low frequency. Like it's, you know, they got us through the food. They got us through the frequency. They got us through the music. They got us through the news. They got us through constant fear. And, you know, it's, it's just... It's part of left hemisphere of the brain living. That's what it is. And the more you can get someone to live in the left hemisphere of the brain, the more you can keep them in anxiety, the more you can keep on medication, the more think about this alcohol. <clears throat> how many times do you hear? Uh, I was talking to Brenda about this in my media team. And I was like, how many times do you hear people like high on shrooms that do a head on collision <laughs> or or they maybe they did some THC or, you know, you don't or did some ayahuasca or San Pedro or some mind expansion, uh, love frequency medicine. But you hear all the time what is legal, alcohol, DUI, 
If somebody's killed every hour by a drunk driver, that's legal. Spirits, right? I mean, I change when I get really drunk. Spirits. You mentioned the word spirits. Do, do you understand what the word alcohol direct, directly translates to? Mm. Um, I think it's in Arabic. Alcohol means body eating spirit or spirit eating soul. Wow. No wonder, it's, it. no wonder it's banned in, in Arabic culture. It's actually absolute poison. Wow. Like, if, if they were going to ban anything, it should be alcohol. Mm. Damn. It's, 100%. Uh, so, why is it evil? Yeah. Like, yep. the odds. Beer is is okay, but uh, in the Western world, especially alcohol, is completely, completely abused. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to make a point as well on the electric vehicles. They're pushing the agenda so hard because they know that they can see you on the grid in that electric car and they can switch you off. Oh, like they're yeah. escaping you, like you were on the GPS, yeah. and they're like you don't have the freedom. You can't just jump in your car mm. like uh, you, you can just now travel from one side of the USA. To the other side, you know, in a, an electric car, you've got to stop and charge. You know, you can't just put the fuel in and off you go. You don't have the same freedom. Mm. Wow. God, my brain is like trying to absorb what you're saying. It's like, imagine you don't pay a parking ticket. They can shut your car off. Shut your car off. <laughs> or you, you don't, don't pay, pay your, your You don't yeah. pay the fine. You shut your car off. And you cannot use that car. Wow. Like, they can ban you. You, you, you uh, go through a speeding camera at a certain speed. They say, okay, we're now going to... Uh, uh, invoke a penalty where you cannot use that car now for three months. We shut the car off. So instead of impounding the car, they shut the car off. Wow. Wow. So this is interesting. So she said, I think the PayPal instance was a year to see what happens when CBDCs take people's money. That's a good, good point. If I'm Kali smokes my love, my love. That's a really good point to seeing how people react to that. Wow. That's a really good point. Because it's uh, CBDC is a you know it's a it's a uh, it's just like the electric car, it's a uh, not tokenized money. It's it's tokenized money, but it's uh, programmable money. Sorry, programmable money. Programmable money. Yep. Yeah, we missed, um, missed uh, one of the earlier comments. Somebody was asking how you can buy businesses and how you can buy businesses with little to no money down. Um, just want to say, guys, this is the uh, last uh, time where I'm going to be having the business buying challenge live. Uh, where you can access the five-day business buying challenge um, for a very, very small amount of money. So if you want to head over there and learn how to buy a business with no money down using uh, 30-odd different strategies, I think it's 20, 30 different strategies which I have inside that program, you can go over to thebusinessbuyingchallenge.com and you can get a hold of that program because we're either going to remove it or the price is going to be increasing by five times. It's currently at mm. a 90% discount, and it has been for some time. So we're either going to remove that program or we're going to be increasing the prices of it. So this is pretty much your last opportunity to jump on the Business Buying Challenge and spend five days with us, come into the community, and see how we are doing things differently. If you want to perhaps share a link with the community, that yep. would be great. Coach. Yep, I'll put that in there, yep. You want it? Can you send it to me in the private chat? Do you throw that over and I'll put it in there and I'll actually put it in the after the video is over. If you're watching this in the future or watching this now, I'll actually put it right on the top of the description of this video that way you guys have access to it right away. And then I'll put it into the comment here. It says, What do you think about the HR 9157 Gold Restoration Act? I do not know what that is. Do you know what that is? I'm not too sure. Perhaps he's referring to when gold was confiscated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I, I don't think that would ever happen again because, you know, literally 1% of the world on gold and silver, you know, people just don't buy it now these days. So it probably wouldn't be worth um, the hassle of the elite saying, you know, hand in your gold because how many people of that 1% are going to say, here is my gold, maybe even be right. 0.2%. So uh, if that's what you're referring to, then that's my <laughs> thoughts on, on, on confiscation. Yeah, that's the people, boy, keep people. That's why I had Jimmy Valet on our channel about the buyback of XRP. A lot of people are talking about that. Um, it, 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 that they say it's like a gold type moment, and it's but when it's programmable money, right? It's a little bit different. They could just shut the programming off, but when it's physical gold or things like that, they have to come get it from you. You know, so I put it right there. There, so it's www.thebusinessbuyingchallenge.com, and I will put that in the description um, of this video as well. If you're watching this in the future. Uh, let's see. It is a here we go. Is is this a six to seven figure buying challenge? Is that what? Yeah, you can buy six figure businesses, seven figure businesses, eight figure businesses with their methodology. 
Um, basically, everything that I've been doing over the past 16 years, buying businesses with no money down, is inside that five-day program. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's right here on the screen, www.thebusinessbuyingchallenge.com. And I want to make a point to say this is the greatest time in history to buy businesses with no money down. Before all of this uh, uh, beer virus nonsense was here, my opportunity was buying businesses from the baby boomers, which are retiring at 10000 a day. Damn. So what we have is 2007 on steroids. So this opportunity is far greater than what we had buying businesses back in 2007. And I, semi- I was semi-retired in 2010, buying businesses through 2007, 2008, and 2009. So, yeah, um, you know, head, head over there, guys. Take a look mm-hmm. on Biz by Selling Yourself, and you're going to see 2 million-plus businesses for sale. There is something for everybody, whether it's a nail bar or a cleaning business wow. um, or a, a dental studio. There is so many opportunities. And somebody mentioned the, these franchises. I just hate franchises. Yeah, it's like you're Save buying yourself. another job, right? Yeah, you're, you're buying, buying a job. A, yeah, you're buying a job. Dude, one of the things, I was in a franchise meeting uh, a month ago, and the franchise manager, whatever her part of the business was, she was saying, you know, we want you to be present in that business, in the office, every single day. And I was trying to explain, but we want to work above the business <laughs> and structure it in a certain way so that we can buy another franchise and build up that wealth. And she said, well, that's not going to work for us. We need you as the franchise business owner to be physically present, physically in the office five days a week. And I said, bye-bye. Wow. See you later. Done. Yep. Wow. Uh, would XRP be some kind of special commodity since it will move the value of other commodities? We'll see. Well, it is. I believe it's a commodity. They're trying to say that it's security. It doesn't make any sense. That it's a security. It's going to be the biggest case in financial history. When it gets released, boom, it's going to skyrocket the price uh, since it will move to the value of other commodities. We'll see. I think the whole question is how are they going to regulate cryptocurrencies? Who's going to regulate cryptocurrencies? What is security? What is not a security? What is deemed a security? How you're going to see a lot of cryptocurrencies get wiped out, man. That's what you're going to see. Look at this comment here. Um, so somebody's validated alcohol equals al cool mm. means body eating spirit in Arabic. Crazy. Crazy. I, I know when I drive, I drink very, very, very rarely. I'm not against people who drink or it's, it's just my own personal choice. For me, alcohol just affects my body dramatically. I just I become it's a different person. Your body. It turns mm-hmm. you into a completely different person. Yep. Yep. Uh, says Mac has been on the move. He is all over the world right now. Let's see here. Uh, six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, and the basic building blocks of carbon life form. Yeah, 666, I agree. You flip that up, 999, you do 369, 33, the most powerful number in the world. It's a lot, lot going on right now with the threes with me. XRP will be the bridge, asset, store of value, et cetera. I agree with that 100%. So we'll leave with this comment here with 200 live listeners. Awesome job. Uh, let's see. Dark alcohol, worse on liver. If you don't have a drink, use clear liqueurs, vodka, gin. Those are both the ones I like. But I don't drink anymore. Put your energy into getting your shit done. Get your shit together. Hell yeah. I love it. Uh, what happened to the spirit of America? All the world protesting, but nothing in the U.S. You guys, you guys, cowboys with access to real protections, most of the world not. Uh, are you gay? With you? I'll tell you, that's a great comment, man. So basically, like, what's happening is they got so deep into America, they fractionalized America into all these different groups, man. So the the more, and I'll speak from a spiritual sense, the more you can teach human beings that they are separate the more you can control them. You can give them to pick left, right. The whole left, right, Democrat, Republican thing is what totally separated America. The American flag versus the non-America. It's just this last couple of years, last four to five years, has completely deeply in ruined the fabric of America and who we are as people. I'm proud to be an American. I'm able to start businesses. I'm able to speak freely, do what I want, right? But also, American has the largest amount of opiate abuse, alcohol addiction, suicide, domestic violence. There's, there's, there's no control mechanism, right? Too much freedom and no governance of yourself. I'm not talking about government. Government of yourself and discipline. Discipline creates freedom. The reason why I think America is in such a bad place, I'm proud to be an American, because we're fucking extremely undisciplined people. We're extremely undisciplined. We're extremely... Uh, we, that's why I always say get your shit together. 
People need to get their shit together all over the world. And Americans right now are going against other. It makes zero sense. But it's the left. I believe the left and right created the left and right. You know, the, the woke community or whatever people say I'm part of the woke community. It's like that name was created to say there's a woke community and a non-woke community to separate people. It's like some people are just different places in their <laughs> in their awakening. That's all it is. Some people choose to awaken. Some people like to watch baseball every night and have a beer and they don't give a shit what's going on. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's a life they want to live, that doesn't bother me. Right. And so what I've realized is I'm the president and CEO of my life. I'm the president and CEO of my life. I've chose freedom the last three years and I'm living a free life. So, um, yeah, what did happen to the spirit of America, man? It was, you know, used to be, pr I'm proud to be an American. I have the spirit of American, um, but I'm, I'm, I have the spirit of a human, man. Um, I, I love America though. I do. I love being free and being able to do what I want and very grateful when I travel around for the things that I do have access to. So I agree with you, but we are now at one hour in. So Ken, is there anything you'd like to share with the people before we let them go? Hmm. Yes, I'm going to share a book. Give me two Please. moments. Yep. And guys, I'm going to post right here the www.thebusinessbuyingchallenge.com. As Ken was talking about, uh, make sure you get in ASAP. The price will be going up. Thebusinessbuyingchallenge.com. So, this book here, guys, is called The Concise Laws of Human Nature. Grab the audiobook by the heart. Oh. <laughs> Right there is the book of forbidden knowledge, the forty-eight laws of power. That is that is my favorite book that you're holding Ro in your Ro hand. Robert Green, same, same author. Robert yeah, Robert Green's Guy's interesting. Amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's interesting. Someone saw me reading this, like I thought you were like this spiritual. So there's a lot of concepts in here that I don't agree with, which it doesn't. You have to agree with everything. If you read it from an open, conscious mind all this right here, all this stuff in here, you're all being played by these, these rules in here. The, the, the world is operating off of these rules. It's really interesting. And so if you can take it from, say you read the book from an open-minded perspective, okay. And look at it and you'll start to see the world differently. You'll see when someone's manipulating you and what's happening to understand these laws, right? So maybe you don't operate within the laws, but you are living in with those laws. So the gentleman asked about America. <laughs> these are, ha this is happening right now. It's literally happening. Division is being created. There's, it, it, there's so much power in what Robert Greene states. A lot of the stuff people won't be able to digest and understand, but you don't have to operate in those laws, but know that you're operating in those laws. If <laughs> that makes sense, you know, it's, it goes into king power, king structures, uh, you know, left, right, Democrat, all that stuff. But anybody who is hungry for power is using the 48 laws of power. So you have to understand that part. So I read it from a very spiritual contextual sense and I don't care about judgment people. I don't operate with a lot of the laws. I understand the laws so I can't be played. Right. So if someone's trying to play me with one of the laws, I get it. I can see it. I'm like, okay, I get that. So it's good to understand both sides. Man, who said this? There was somebody that said something. They're like, you'd have no idea about God if you've never visited the devil. Right. That's why I have so much context. Like I was a drug addict 16 years ago in crack houses. Like, so I've, I have context. I know what poverty looks like. I know what being at the deepest level of consciousness looks like. And now I'm operating on the highest level of conscious I've ever experienced. So I like to see all sides. I like to hear from all different people. So these are important things to understand. So, you know, even if you don't operate within the law. Yep. Yep. And, and it's like, even if you don't know that these are the laws that are being, anybody who's in power is using these laws. Empower, power. Okay. There's empowerment and power. When someone has power over you, they are operating in these laws right here. So if you know the laws you're operating under, what can you do? You can understand it and learn how to work in it and become the, does that make sense? So I'm all about empowerment. So a lot of the things it's about it, but it's, I can go down the whole rabbit hole with this, but it's an interesting thing. So this, the, the book is so powerful. The premise, the prisons. Oh, that's, this is true. This the book is so powerful. This is a fact right here. So there the we are. yep, there we are. they will not. It's actually banned in some countries as well. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, th these teachings give you perception, like perspic perspicacity. Yes. Um. So, mm. like I'm just reading now. Some of the other books he's authored are the Thirty Three Strategies of War. So I'm yet to read that. The The mm. Art of Seduction. So if you're a female, let's say you can read that book so that you know somebody's trying to seduce you. So yeah. that again, that's parallel knowledge. The 50th law, I've got that. 
and Mastery, uh, all published by Profile Books. He's got a degree in classical studies and has been an editor of Esquire and other magazines. The guy's a genius. He is a genius. Uh, absolutely genius. You, Kim brought up a really good point. I love what you just said. That's what I was trying to verbalize. Is if you know, like the the yeah, the book, The Art of Seduction, right? So it would be very powerful for a female to understand the art of seduction so they know when they're being seduced. Because if you know the game, you can't be played. That's that's my whole MO to I know the game no, now. There is a book for females. All of the females listening to this right now is called The Game. Okay. Mm. By Neil Strauss. And it's all about neuro-linguistic programming. Wow. So I highly recommend that you go away, you read that book so that you can understand if somebody's trying to NLP you. There's wow. a fantastic book, and the audio book is incredible. Yeah, knowledge is power. I'm telling you, knowledge and acting down upon is power. So we've given you a lot of great information. You guys have given us a lot of great feedback. One of the greatest uh, participations we've had on this show. So we thank you guys so much. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you leave a five-star review. Let you know uh, Spotify, iTunes know that we're doing a good job here. If you are part of this community, we want to thank you. Uh, Businessbuyingchallenge.com. I'll put it in here one more time. If you are watching, uh, listening on the podcast, go to the YouTube channel, 3T Warrior Academy. Um, it'll pop right up. It will be in the description of the video. So we appreciate you guys. We love you. And as we always say, Warriors! Ah, get your shit together let's go